Hello, and welcome to Quick Hits, a podcast brought to you by Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Ottawa, Canada. I'm your host, Phil Gursky, president of Borealis, and I'm recording this short podcast on March the 19th, 2020. We all know that we are living in the midst of the coronavirus crisis. It's not just a national crisis, it is an international one. A lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, information is changing on a daily basis. Governments are struggling to respond to this particular crisis. They're doing the best they can, but they need to learn, to use facts, to use science, to decide on the best policies and measures going forward. What I want to focus on in this short podcast is the impact of the COVID-19 virus from both a national security and a public safety perspective. I would imagine that for a lot of people, national security and public safety are synonymous, i.e. they basically cover the same thing, threats, risks, etc., etc. I would submit to you that national security and public safety are in fact two very different things. You may recall, for those of you who've been following me for a while, I wrote a short blog piece on this several years ago, trying to tease out the real differences between a national security issue and a public safety issue. Now, as this is normally a broadcast or podcast rather on terrorism, let's start with that. What does terrorism constitute? A national security threat or a public safety threat? I think it's very much in the latter, i.e. a public safety threat. Terrorism rarely, if ever, constitutes a national security threat. I can imagine the only scenarios under which I would use the term national security would be like a case of, let's say, 2014, when Islamic State created the so-called Caliphate in Iraq, which spread to Syria, and that was truly a national security threat to both Syria and Iraq. The Taliban in Afghanistan pose a national security threat to Afghanistan, given their ubiquity, their ability to project power, and their ability to carry out attacks almost at whim or at will against the Afghan people. Perhaps in parts of northeastern Nigeria with Boko Haram, this would also be a national security threat. But normally, terrorist groups and terrorism does not constitute a national security threat. It constitutes a public safety threat, meaning that terrorists can carry out attacks that do target the public, that result in deaths and injuries, can result in destruction of property at a very localized level. And that is what we call a threat to public safety. It is rare for a terrorist group, like Islamic State was in 2014, or like the Taliban is currently in Afghanistan, to pose a threat to the entirety of a nation state, Iraq, Syria, Afghanistan, etc. And therefore, we must be very careful in not confusing terrorist groups with true national security threats. The way that I see national security from a threat perspective is an issue, a phenomenon, call it what you will, which is national in scope. That is, it affects the entirety of a nation on many different levels. And I think that you could certainly say that the COVID-19 is a national security threat. In fact, it's an international security threat. Now, why would I say that? Very simply, COVID-19 is present in all countries around the world, to the best of my knowledge. It appears that as of the day of taping, as I said, March the 19th, we are finding more and more cases, more and more people are falling ill, more people are dying. And according to the best experts out there, things are going to get much worse before they get better. But it will get better, but it'll take some time. This indeed is a national security threat. It's a national security threat to our economies. Businesses are shutting down. People are being laid off. 
It could pose a national security threat to our supply chain where products are not either being produced anymore or simply because of the level of layoffs, there aren't enough people to get them from point A to point B, which could lead to food shortages or product shortages. So it is causing a threat to our, our health system in that our hospitals and doctors and nurses and other institutions, which we normally rely upon to deal with these types of issues, may not in fact have the necessary equipment and or manpower to deal with surges in sick people, very sick people. Already reports about lacks of ventilators, lacks of ICU units, lacks of beds, etc., etc. These are national security threats. I think there's no question from that perspective that anyone who looks at this and what's happening around the world would deny that the COVID-19 virus is causing ripple effects across entire nation states. Look at the stock market. Look at the fact that Prime Minister Trudeau here in Canada has been giving daily briefs to the Canadian people to keep them apprised of what's happening, what the government's doing, what the best information is, what the best practices are, what the best advice is. This is a national security threat. On the other hand, is COVID-19 a public safety threat? I would argue the answer to that so far is not really, although that could change. So far, at least in Canada, the number of people who've contracted the disease is relatively low. The number that have contracted it in a serious manner is even lower. And of course, the number of deaths so far is measured in digits as opposed to tens or hundreds or thousands as in other countries. COVID-19 could in fact turn into a public safety threat if, in a worst case scenario, the virus and the epidemic and the crisis surrounding it continues rather indefinitely. If weeks spread to months and months spread to half a year, we will see knock-on effects on the economy, we will see knock-on effects on people's psyches as they are forced to enter into uh, self-isolation or social distancing for long periods of time, God forbid quarantining at some point. This is going to have a very negative effect on the population and we know that when this happens some people will go to the nth degree in what they think are protecting themselves or providing for their for themselves and for their loved ones which means we could get to the point and i i stress could i'm not predicting this i'm saying this is what could happen we could get to a point where we do see some kind of social unrest some kind of a lack of a civil disorder if people are convinced that uh, supply chains are in fact in, in peril, meaning we're not going to get enough food or enough products to keep ourselves alive. You could get some rioting, you could get some looting, you could get some demonstrations as people are becoming more and more frustrated and I think more importantly more and more fearful, more and more anxious at the situation. That would be a public safety threat. That would require the government and its agencies, whether it's the military or law enforcement agencies, to take action to reinstall or to reestablish uh, social order to try to prevent violence from taking place and to try to prevent injuries and deaths from happening. That's the worst case scenario. We've all seen movies like this about dystopian futures where viruses or alien attacks or meteor strikes or whatever visit themselves upon Earth and people go crazy and we all know the ending of all those types of films. We're not there yet and I'm pretty sure we're not going to get there. But Again, I don't have a crystal ball, I'm not Nostradamus, and I can't tell you what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone two or three weeks or months from now. But for the time being, I think we need to be very careful in trying to distinguish between a public safety threat and a national security threat. What COVID-19 has been able to achieve in a very relatively short span of time is what terrorists will never or rarely achieve, i.e. 
to make people afraid on a national level, to have an actual effect on a national level. Many people despair about terrorism, they exaggerate the effects of terrorism, but ask any terrorism scholar or more importantly any practitioner in security uh, intelligence or law enforcement agencies, and these guys do not pose a threat at a national level. Again, unless you're living in Afghanistan or living in Iraq and Syria in 2014. It's important to remember that. It's important to remind ourselves that terrorism is an important issue, it's an important threat, it's one we have to make sure we try to combat with our law enforcement, security intelligence agencies, and to a much lesser extent our militaries, but not to give these guys more credit than they are due. COVID-19 is a different beast. I don't know if you can call virus the beast, but you know what I'm getting at here. It is a threat that has applied to our nations, our nation states, and internationally in a very short span of time. And again, I'll say this, I've been saying this on all my podcasts, my humble advice to you is that take the advice that governments are giving, the responsible figures, scientists, health workers, public health professionals, listen to what they have to say and do it. Don't get your advice from Alex Jones or websites, or I just read this morning about uh, some white supremacists in New, New England who at one point wanted to crown himself king of this, this white republic in the Northeast, including parts of Canada, and is now a coronavirus expert. He's not an expert. He's an absolute wanker. Ignore what he has to say. That's it for this short podcast on terrorism and national security. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear what you think about my thoughts on comparing coronavirus to national security and public safety threats. You can reach me on Gmail, borealisrisk at gmail.com. You can reach me also on Twitter at borealisaves or follow me on Facebook and on LinkedIn. You can receive all the content that I provide on my Borealis website. Just go to www.borealisthreatenrisk.com. You'll find the subscribe button in the upper right hand corner. Click that, put in your information and you'll receive all the content that's available on my webpage, podcasts such as Quick Hits, Perspectives, my blog pieces, and other media material free of charge to your inbox on a daily basis. Love to hear what you think. I'll talk to you soon. Until then, stay safe.